The Viewpoint with Songhezomapepe on Mondays and Tuesdays, 8 till 10 p.m. Last week Friday, November 9, the EFF leader, Julius Malema, criticized Kenyan President William Ruto for failing to fulfill the promises he made to Kenyans in the run-up to the 2022 general election. His comments, of course, made headlines in Kenya, as they would here in the country. The Kenyan government has reacted angrily to Malema's comments, and the government is not alone in this reaction. Many Kenyans, for that matter, have found his comments distasteful, saying a foreigner should not teach them how to run their affairs. Others felt offended by his critical speech, which was on the same day as the president's State of the Nation address. Of course, Malema was in Kenya to launch the Pan-African Institute at Lukenia University. We're joined on the line by Dr. Margaret Munyai, senior researcher at the ISS Institute for Security Studies. She works on research focusing on Kenya and the continent at large. Some content, all right, coming out of this story, Margaret. Thank you so much. Welcome to SAFM. Good evening. Good evening, and thank you for having me. How did this happen? I mean, what was the planning behind something like this? Why could something like this happen on such an important day for the Kenyan community, the Kenyan nation itself, the President's State of the Nation address? And and what would allow even the kind of speech that Malema would have offered in Kenya on that day to their government, to the head of their government, to Kenyan citizens? How, how, how could something like this even take place? Okay, thank you. So, yeah, it's an interesting, um, of course, um, um, issue here, but it depends on how you look at it. What, do you want to look at it from um, uh, the Pan-Africanist standpoint? Because Malema was in the country to be the, um, a keynote speaker at, at the launch of a Pan-Africanist uh, uh, institute, a Pan-Africanism institute at Lukenia University. And then there is the, the, the issue of looking at it from the point of political accountability. What does it mean? How is it framed? Or do you want to look at it from a point of uh, diplomatic etiquette? So, you know, but, uh, the timing is very interesting. Mm. It's interesting. We know Malema, who Malema is, is a, a, a very calculated politician on the continent. And perhaps he knew making such a statement on this particular day, it will have that particular impact, in the intended impact. Because he wanted to 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 drive a point home, he's there to launch um, a pan-Africanist uh, in, uh, institution. For me, I look at that the speech as a test, uh, a litmus test for mm. our pan-Africanism uh, pan consciousness. It speaks to it in the sense that it seems as a continent, as a people, as Africans, we haven't developed that far to embrace. Uh, sentiments from other African brothers or sisters, if you want to look at it from that, that way. So it looks like national identity is still key, where now you see a, 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 a very prominent leader like Malena, Malema is still considered a foreigner for making comments on the on the on Kenyan issues. Because if you ask Kenyans to just be honest and say, okay, Malema aside, let's look at what he said. Is there some truth? Are there facts? Is there? A, it's it, the, the point is about delivery. The issue is that you are a foreigner. The issue is that it was the state of nation address. But if you were to look at the issues, I think you will get a different reaction. So I think it was a matter of timing, which Balema was very calculative of that to push his point home to have the intended impact. And he has won it to that extent. 
uh, I, I'm, I'm not say, uh, saying that he's really looking for publicity in the Kenyan whatever, but you know who Malema is. And he wanted to push the point home, <laughs> yeah, which he did. <laughs> he certainly has <laughs> yes. driven his point. But I mean, I can't quite, I can't quite separate the fact that at GCT earlier this year in the or at least on the occasion of 10-year anniversary celebrations of the EFF, they would have invited a prominent Kenyan advocate, PLO Lumumba himself. Mm. Mm -hmm. So if you, and and of course the tone of that speech was very much Pan-African in context, and the the EFF specifically uses names like not just PLO Lumumba, but Patrice Lumumba, Kwame Nkrumah, Julius Nyerere, Mm -hmm. in other words, espousing a pan-African outlook and context about its politics. If not politics, then certainly its rhetoric. And perhaps this was, if you will, in keeping with the tone and the move, Mm -hmm. more especially when you just, without getting too deep into his politics, when you hear him speak about the foreign nationals question in South Africa, and of course when I say foreign nationals question, I'm really talking about black foreign nationals, African foreign nationals, migrating towards South Africa, and what his thoughts on the matter have been. So moving himself out of the South African environment altogether and participating in those politics in those countries is perhaps part of the expansion project, more especially piggybacking on the PLO Lumumba. Because one should not lose sight of the fact that it is election season in South Africa in less than a year from now, so it's all systems go. Yes, yes. And and, and, I, and I like your the way you're bringing up. And one thing, let's give it up to Malema. He's always consistent on what he stands for. Like you're bringing up the question of black migrants in Africa. He's very particular about that. I can't chase away my black brothers. And I think it is the same sentiments he was holding up to the in the Kenyan context. And he was saying, no, my, my brother here, you are saying one thing and we're doing another. This is not how we should go about it. We have, you, you, you heard that. I don't want to go into the, the, the speech itself. And I think he's just being consistent with that. And also perhaps, you know, flexing his muscles at the international level to, you know, it's, you say it's an ele- election year, he wants support. They, it's not just about the elections back home. You want to be accepted far and wide. And uh, the same thing, I've, I, I think I had a conversation with someone recently about Ruto. Ruto is always everywhere. Recently we have seen him, I mean, everywhere making speeches. And he's very particular. He, like recently said, we'll open doors for all our black brothers on the continent. And he gets that visibility. Why? Because he hasn't had that same chance like other um, uh, uh, Kenyan politicians who are born into what we call dynasties, who are known into those spaces at the international level. He's now trying to make a name at the international level. So yes, that could be also another way to look at it. And, and, and Malema is very consistent in what he says, his rhetoric, his discourse on certain issues. He embraces the pan-Africanist outfit, not just in, in, uh, in thought, in his speeches. And I want to believe in practice. I'm, I don't want to say in practice because I don't have the evidence, but I think to a large extent he does. I want to play devil's advocate here because this is not beyond the thinking long term anyway of any political organizations because to be a politician, you've got to be wily and you have to create a situation where mm-hmm. you can actually get ultimately what you want. Would this not be part of the broad, broader project or could it not conceivably be? I need to go there whilst launching this Pan-African Institute at Kenya University. But Kenya is incredibly important in the African geopolitical space. The economy is doing well. It is growing. Mm -hmm. There are some of the leading tech innovators are coming out of Kenya. So Kenya, in the context of 
Africa. It's an important society. I don't think Malema doesn't recognize that. And of course, PLO Lumumba now being a strong voice and ally of Malema stroke the EFF if the 10th anniversary invitation speech and acceptance thereof is anything to go by. This offers then an opportunity for the EFF to offer an olive branch to the people of Kenya, to the government of Kenya, if not altogether the head of state of Kenya, where then it might even be one of those things. Let us go and apologize. And they've created a platform at a head of state level. Yes, yes. I, I hear your, your views uh, loud and clear. Yes, it's actually a very delicate because you see, when he spoke, he spoke whatever he spoke, perhaps what you're saying was his intention. But if you look at it really clearly, you'd say, you know, such sentiments, looking at how Kenyans reacted, of course, half a certain demographic were on his side, another demographic in a different direction. But you know what it does? It could impact on national politics in a different ways. It could elicit those nationalistic feelings. And I think that is what he wanted. He wanted he wants to build this pan-Africanist movement that could rally around him eventually when he wants to clinch power around here. But it could also get go haywire because you know it there's like you see in the Kenyan case, some were so angry they were like, please, we don't recognize you here. Go back home. You know, we know we have our problems. You see that kind of a thing. It could disrupt a country. But we know Kenyans, uh, like you say, is a big country and he's very strategic about that. He's an economic powerhouse of East Africa, is a very stable democracy, if you might say if compared to other parts of the of the continent. And um uh, maybe perhaps yeah, Lumumba. I don't know his um, his interactions with Lumumba. I think it's one one of those baby steps, if you ask me, because Lumumba, not that will play him. He's he's a, an intellectual. He's in his own right. But if he's looking for political power or alliances, he should go far and beyond Lumumba because he's not he doesn't have a large grip. If I just to be honest on Kenyan politics and say, so perhaps he should flex more. Yeah, but it could be a way of entering the community, the society. Lumumba is somebody who resonates certainly with the anti-corruption space and and a crusader for champion good, clean governance. So perhaps Malema having that sort of speech where he is standing and is photographed alongside Lumumba in the broader context of ensuring that governments are accountable, that they are not above free speech, and the fact that comment that is fair, however fair may be defined in whichever society and or context, Malema then can be said he was right. Why should he as an African not be able to remark and comment on another head of state just because he's South African and he's not Kenyan, when the reality is governance is governance is respect of anywhere. I mean, an injury to one is an injury to all. An injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. What then in the context, especially of Pan-Africanism, is wrong with that? Yes, exactly. And I agree, actually. We are living in a very interconnected world. The, we, we are talking about globalization is us, with us here. So whatever happens in one state ultimately affects another state, even if it's the issue of xenophobia in this country, like we have seen the issue of econom- economies collapsing across the continent. It affects each other. So the, the actions of one country can have significant impacts beyond its border. So then that brings in what you are mentioning, which could be, we could call globalization of politics, which means that international leaders may have legitimate reasons, like in the case of Malema, to comment on foreign domestic issues, especially when these issues have global implications 
maybe like in the case of Kenya, you know, he was speaking about, you know, going to bed with, with, with our colonizers. Are we going back or forth, you know? Mm -hmm. So that alone, but there is also now what we see in the, in the reaction about the delicate balance between diplomatic relations and right to free speech. Now that's where you see some people coming in to say, um, then, then we ask ourselves, do international figures like, uh, or prominent politicians like Malema have a platform that can influence a wide audience? And I think that is what he wants to speak to. This is a very interesting perspective by them for scholars and the media. Ma Malema has made a very interesting pre precedence. Like he's trying to show that we can, uh, you, you, he's not contained in a certain whatever. He can speak on African issues authoritatively, even on the land of a particular country. So when we critique, um, when leaders like Malema critique the politics of another country, it can be seen as an exercise of free speech or, or a stand for certain values, of which in this case we are saying it's a stand or for Af uh, pan-Africanist um, um, spirit and consciousness. Like I said, yeah. for me, when I heard the, the, the speech and I saw the reaction, I was saying, actually, like I mentioned, it's a litmus test it for our consciousness. Is. It, oh, it is, is. It is. And it shows, the reaction shows that we still have a long way to do, to go. We speak about Pan-Africanism, African Renaissance, African solutions to Africa, but we can't speak if we can only react in that manner at a discourse level. Margaret, I'm going to have to cut you there. I beg your pardon. I'm a minute and a half over the news, so... It's enough for me to say I've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Of course, time was never going to be enough, more especially when we talk about the EFF and Julius Malema in the context of him making these remarks to a sitting head of state, not necessarily in audience, but it was pretty much said to him because he went to Kenya to have a jab as he did. That was Dr. Margaret Munyai, Senior Researcher at the Institute of Security Studies, the IRR. Well, if you agree or not. Let's have your thoughts in the comment section. Otherwise, have yourselves a wonderful evening. I'm two minutes over time. I beg your pardon. Good evening, Mr. Greg Hose. Good night, everybody, including you, Greg.